Sasuke goes for it again. Oh, he just can't do it. You just cannot be that good. That is an amazing goal. I think he's scored a goal every time he's had a shot. What's going on, guys? We are back with the 50 Plus One Football Podcast, your home for all things Premier League and Bundesliga. We have a little host of topics for you today, but for the first time, we will be recording sitting side by side since we started this whole podcast. So it is a big, big episode. And without further ado, I will introduce a man who to me is like the Bayern Munich to the Meisterschale at this point. 10 in a row, it's Billy. I can touch, like, I can reach out and... Oh, it's amazing. Touch your hair if I wanted to. Well, I mean, so there's going to be hair touching in this this episode? Not excessively, no. I I was about to say a little bit has to be in there. A little bit has to be in there. But like Lewis said, we have a whole host of topics. We'll be looking at the top four race in each league for the European places. Bayern and their 10 in a row. How sustainable is it? And we'll take a look at relegation in the Bundesliga and the Premier League with Norwich and Watford already down in the Premier League and Kreutzer already down from the Bundesliga. So I think it's time we get straight to it. Harlan's volley oh. is beautiful oh. beyond compare! Bundesliga, Premier League first. Well, should we start with the game we went to yesterday? Oh, go on then. Because... We, we did. We did see Bayern in the flesh lift... The Bundesliga Meisterschale, the Bundesliga Trophy, the Shield, and presented to the fans. They actually gave it to the ultras, and then the ultras raised it to the to the to the um, to the ultra block, which was pretty sick. And I, that's a that's a new thing. They haven't done that in a while, at least. I can't remember the last time, if at all. That did look pretty cool. I think if you did that in England, you'd lose it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we saw Bayern yesterday in the Allianz Arena um, have their party. Yes, there is still one match day, but seeing as Bayern are not at home against Wolfsburg on the last match day of the season, the trophy was presented yesterday. Um, Bayern's dominance. They now have a badge on their kit that literally has a massive 10 on it, and then it lists the years in which they've won it last. So from 2012 up to this season 2022 it's a big flex a little bit but as good as it is i want to like sort of rain on the parade a little bit i was about to say there, there is i'm i'm surprised you haven't wanted to rain the, on the parade down on the parade uh earlier almost I, i've been all in praise about the whole thing but i mean i'm a little bit biased so is it sustainable because Arguably, since they won all six, it's been a bit flat Well, around Bayern because the only thing you can do better than win all six is to win all six again. Well, yeah, but I think it's also kind of like with, uh, you know, Barcelona managed the feat, what, 10 years ago. And for Barcelona after that, it was also... I mean, many people were first like, oh, if when Guardiola leaves, will it be the same? Or how how will Barca continue their dynasty? And then, you know, they go on and win the treble about three years later and everything's well and good again. You've got MSN performing up. Uh, you know, it didn't seem like there was a big issue. I think 
there is a difference to that with the buy-in situation because you have this dominance. I mean, you know, the the only other they, they actually around the stadium showed the different record uh, league title runs in the top five leagues. Juventus came close with nine. Uh, that run ended, as we know, in uh, 2021. Um, but it's it's the fact of people have already criticized the Bundesliga as being a one-horse race five years ago. If at all, that just cements that. And as bad as it uh, as as bad as it sounds, it will at some point lead to the Bundesliga being written off as just being yeah okay it's a buy-in competition i mean not that people aren't already doing that but at some point you can't really criticize that viewpoint anymore because it just is true and that's me saying it as a buy-in fan and it really hurts the attractiveness of the bundesliga <laughs> but i would argue that it's it's not going to be written off as a one horse lead mainly because of what dortmund are doing you say that that their transfer activities are going to be that big. Well, they're taking Niklas Sula from you. Which is they're depressing. Nico Schlotterbeck from Freiburg. And they, they're getting Karim Adeyemi, albeit to try and replace Haaland, who's told them he wants to move to Man City. Yeah, which is a deal that apparently we're expecting to be done within the next week, according to David Ornstein, at least, uh, from The Athletic. That would also just just sidetracking on that one. The Highland deal would absolutely kill City's wage structure because apparently he's supposed to be on 500k a week, which is 115,000 pounds more than Kevin De Bruyne, who is their top paid player at the minute. Yeah, that that's not going to go well. I don't think that's going to people people at Man City now, or at least the players, they're going to be asking for exorbitant amounts of money i mean we're seeing that kind of wage structure implode at Bayern because now everyone in the starting 11 wants to be on at least 13 14 maybe even 15 million a year i mean yeah that's one of the reasons Gnabry's not yeah because at some point they're realizing that the gravy train is not going to be bringing in enough money to pay all those players because at, at this point in time you already have Neuer, Müller, Lewandowski, Kimmich, Sane and Koeman so six players all on about 17 million minimum ranges all the way up to 23 million about give or take um with Lewandowski being the top paid player with 23. That's that's a shit ton, to be fair. The wages is one of the reasons I don't think City will go for Pogba on a free. Like it's been thrown around recently. Yeah. Mainly because you can't... They don't don't strike me as a team that's going to have two players on 500,000 plus a week. One in Haaland that probably warrants it. The other in Pogba that definitely doesn't deserve to be paid half a million a week based on the six years he's been at United. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment, uh, especially when you take a look at, uh, you know, the difference in performance when it comes to the national team 
who don't pay him versus the team that does pay him that exorbitant amount. I mean, is he, so he is on almost half a million a week at United at this, at this moment in time. I think it's two eighties on at the moment. Oh, okay. So, so it's obviously not. Fernandez is on more Ronaldo, De Gea. Well, I'd hope so because they. Sancho's on more as well. I mean, like I just said, I'd hope so because all of those players definitely bring more to United than Pogba does, but you know, does Pogba even, or would Pogba even be able to command more than almost or almost double what he's making at United now when he's not shown in the last six years, as you said, that he even warrants the 280 that he's on? Uh, it works out about 290. Uh, sorry. Uh, but no, because I can count good games he's had on one hand. Whereas you think about Erling Haaland, not only at Salzburg when he came. But burst on in the Champions League yeah. against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and then he moved to Dortmund and just carried on from there. And we can talk more about his when he moves to City, we can sit down and talk about that more. But you know, they, they have they won't win the Champions League this year. <laughs> um, and that is just you know, since Aguero. They haven't had a top-class striker. A, a top-class, recognised, proper number nine. Gabriel Jesus looked to fill the form. I mean, the form. Fill the, fill the void, basically. But he only looked to be that type of player for a season, if that. And arguably, not even. Like, he's... There is a reason he's not getting into the team. I mean, he is, he is not a bad striker. I wouldn't say that he you know, deserves to be benched as much as he is at City, but he definitely isn't a Sergio Aguero. Definitely not. But last thing before we move on to European places. Yes. Similar to, I think, Bayern, there's going to be players at City with contracts up for renewal. And it's going to be hard. Looking at what Haaland's on. Yeah. Potentially even Pogba and going, okay, well, I offer more than what he does. What he does in, in my position, or you know, I I've offered a lot. I give a lot. I think I should be rewarded with Bernardo Silva. Oh yeah. You know, Rodri maybe Diaz. Oh, Ruben Diaz definitely. I'd argue even Ederson at some point. But take so, a look at what you'll, you'll even take a look at what De Gea is making at United and saying, I feel I offer a similar type of service in goal as well. Shouldn't you pay me at least 250, 300, 350? It keeps going. I mean, that, as you said, just take a prime example of what Serge Gnabry is getting right now. He wants more or less, he, he wants a wage increase of about 5 million at least. He's good, but I don't, well, I, I admire you for not caving to it. The problem being, though, is if if you keep, I mean, on the one hand, yes, not caving to the demands, but on the other hand, no, because at this point, you dug this grave yourself. Like, you shouldn't, that's, that's the big issue. You've dug this grave now. If you, if you can't sustain it, you're going to look bad either way. So it's a lose-lose situation for Bayern, because now they'll be looking, people will be asking the question of, why did you even go down that path? if you didn't need to, because now you're going to be losing your top players left, right, and center, because you can't keep up with the demands. 
that you may more or less have set yourself? Well, should we leave that there? And should we take a look at the European race in the Premier League and Bundesliga? Oh, go on then, because that's that's the most interesting stuff in the Bundesliga at this point. Well, I say at this point, in the last few years, it sadly has been the case, um, with the exception of when Dortmund almost had Bayern. But yeah, third place right now in the Bundesliga, Bayer Leverkusen are on 61 points. They can get a max of 64. Uh, Leipzig will not be able to knock them off that place. And neither can Freiburg. And after that, points are too far anyway. Um, so Leverkusen have that third place definitely cemented in it's been a solid season from them especially given the fact that their manager was more or less a no-name guy yeah uh, losing Patrick Schick for a while and then losing Florian Wurtz definitely it's definitely dented their season or or definitely didn't help them but they were able to still recover and keep third place which is definitely you know good on them but fourth place is where it's going to get interesting because now you have Leipzig on 57 points and Freiburg on 55. And to a certain extent, Union Berlin on 54. The fact of the matter is Union Berlin with their goal difference, if it comes down to a tied points uh, deal, will not be able to overtake Leipzig and get into uh, Champions League spots, which is sad because imagine when you were in Berlin in the Champions League, that'd be insane. But on the other hand, they could still knock Freiburg down to sixth if with a win and Freiburg losing again because Freiburg lost at the weekend. You know, it's... And funnily enough, the loss came to Union. I'm just looking at it here. So final match week... Yeah. Freiburg going to Leverkusen. Which is also, I mean, for Leverkusen, technically, they don't. It's a nothing game, so they could. They could just field a B team and say, you know what, Freiburg have at it. Whereas Leipzig go to Armenia Bielefeld. Who are fighting for existence. To win, just to try and, and stay up, which we saw yesterday with Stuttgart. Yeah. Which uh, Felix Magath will probably be telling or will be saying that Bayern have been uh, helping the competition yet again because now Stuttgart are three points behind Hertha. If Stuttgart win their last match and Hertha lose, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, yes, goal difference will probably make that impossible. Taking a look at that, you know, Stuttgart on minus 19. Uh, Sorry, I have to scratch that. Uh, just looking at the goal difference, that could be very realistic because Stuttgart are on minus 19 and Hertha are on minus 33. So, you know, Hertha are going to have to be making sure that they win that match. Because even, even if you have, you know, a shocker like um, losing, Hertha could still very much slip into 17th. Bielefeld have to have a win. Stuttgart have to have a win and all of a sudden Hatta are looking at 17th in direct relegation. So a lot can happen on that last day. But now we're already getting into the relegation battle. We're going to go and swipe right back up to the European deal 
where Köln have definitely secured European football, even with a 1-0 loss to Wolfsburg, which is insane. I like it. I, I enjoyed the reaction of uh, the uh, Köln fans. Mobbing Anthony Modest. <laughs> Mobbing Anthony Modest, but also, you know, cutting sections of the pitch out. Taking them home. <laughs> taking them home. And also taking the, uh, the post-match interview board, board onto-, onto the tube. And using As you control. do. As so, you do. But you had quite an interesting opinion. You said to me yesterday you would not be surprised if they went down next year. Well, I'm going off the fact that when a couple of years ago they actually did make Europa League and that three-way... Uh, it was just basically the, the three competitions in the whole season was too much of a burden. And... It'll be interesting to see how Köln can cope with this because they're definitely going to have to make reinforcements to the squad to deal with that extra competition. And that's the thing that kills so many, you know, as as much as we love to see them, so many newcomers or comebacks after multiple years out of European competitions because they've been used to a max of two different competitions and usually usually one of those competitions in the Dave People Cup is ended halfway through the season, so they're only used to one competition. Now you've got three, and the same squad still has to compensate that. One of which being European football runs at least until December. Exactly. So if, and many people, many of us know that you can dig quite a hole be that, until December in the league. It'll be that Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday thing. But, you know, there's... And is, is there a three-week period in the middle of the first half of the season where it is Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday? Yeah. Which, if they don't... They, I mean, they might get a favourable draw. They might get, you know, not to be disrespectful, but they might get some European nobodies. Yeah. Which is, I think, where it, you know, it, it does well for Union Berlin as well. Because no disrespect to the Conference League and... God knows United could be in it next year, but it is a it's a, it's a competition supposedly for the lesser teams. Well, it is it is a competition to make sure that the that the smaller teams get a get a chance at you know the the top the, the top teams. But we could also be looking at a max of five teams from Germany in the Champions League next season because. Eintracht Frankfurt are still in the Europa League final. They win that. They have an automatic ticket to the Champions League, even though they sit right now in 12th place. That's insane because, you, you, yeah, you then have the, the four that qualify. Yep. Plus Eintracht Frankfurt. Which means fifth and sixth automatically go to Europa League and seventh then ends up in the Conference League. It, it would be it would be massive for for German football if that if that because I know we had it in England a few years back when we won the Europa League. Uh, Chelsea won the Chelsea when Chelsea won the Champions when League. Chelsea won the Champions League the first time. Yeah, you know, they, they 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 took Tottenham out of it. Exactly. I mean, it's it's the it is basically the dream for German football at this point. And, you know, given the fact that Bayern had such a bad run of it in the European competition, 
Frankfurt may as well be the savior of German football this season when it comes to the international coefficient, at least. I think the only thing you have to avoid next year is all five in the Champions League going out in the group stages. Oh, that'd be Not that I don't think Bayern ever would, but, you know, we, we have... Dortmund are a candidate for it. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know how they're going to play next year and who else they might buy. Yeah, well, you also have to take into consideration that we have a... Uh, stupid World Cup oh, yeah. cutting right through the season. So champ- not only do you have all the European competitions like Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League, all that has to be squashed in. So yeah, it will be that midweek, 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 midweek. Oh, you're gonna have you're gonna have about six weeks. I feel like where you're gonna have, or or at least you're gonna have at least four weeks where you have the midweek games running every week because there's no other way to do it with the schedule. Well, should we have a look at the Premier League's top four race? Because uh, there's an interesting game coming up on Thursday between Tottenham and Arsenal. So, the interesting game, Tottenham versus Arsenal, not only is it the North London derby, but Arsenal currently sit on fourth place with 66. Tottenham on fifth with 62. Now there's still three matches to go. So a four-point deficit to Arsenal is very much doable for Tottenham to make. Not only that, Chelsea, who at one point looked dead set for third, are only one point above Arsenal. And with three games, you know, there's there's no reason they can't drop out and it, you end up with Arsenal and Spurs. True. And that would be catastrophic for Chelsea because, I mean, they right now need every bit of money that they can get. Yeah, new owners. New owners have just shelled out £4.25 billion to acquire them. So... You know, it's not like it's not like the, the new owners are going to be looking to shell out that much money to buy the club in the first place and then say, do you know what? I think I'm going to add an extra billion into the club just because uh, they need the money now for transfers. They need that money. They need the money from third place from the TV rights. That's for damn sure. And they definitely need the revenue from Champions League football next season. Simple as. See, Tottenham, Tottenham are a weird one, and so are Arsenal, because they can both be so good. Oh, take a look at Liver at the Liverpool game. Tottenham, that Tottenham's goal. It was out, it was, it was what you'd expect to see from Liverpool City, not from Spurs. But Spurs have taken six points from City this year. But it's it's the losing to the teams that you you could argue they shouldn't have lost to. Well, you say you could argue. I'm sorry, but a loss to Brighton? I mean, yes, they did also do a number on uh, United. I'm, I'm sorry for that one, but I had to slip yes. that in. <laughs> um, but, you know, a loss to Brighton definitely mm, isn't arguably not something that should be happening. You know, they, they've lost to Crystal Palace this season 3-0. Um there have been losses to West Ham, given West Ham not bad. Losing to United at the point in the season where they were, you know, around October, that's also fair enough. Uh, but 
you know, it's still there, there's still have been some stuff, but then you also have like, you know, a two, two draw to Liverpool and all of a sudden, but then it's a one, one draw to Southampton two weeks later. It's, it's a hit and miss deal with them more or less. Yeah. I, Cause it's all that, all those rumors that Conte could just up and, and walk. If, if PSG come knocking and, I think there, there's also a little bit uh, hanging on the fact that uh, Conte would have to be able to get the players he wants. And that's, but that's always been a, an issue at Tottenham. Because Tottenham, Daniel Levy is so tight. Yeah. I don't think he'd use those words. I think he'd call himself an astute businessman. Yeah, okay, but that's the problem with a football club. If you run it like a business, you know, you said this yourself with uh, good old Ed Woodward at your own club. Um at some point, it's not going to go so well anymore. Yeah, but we saw that with Potch. Yeah. Know, he, he spoke about it in press conferences. I'm pretty certain Nuno was denied some moves. Probably because, I mean, one, Daniel Levy doesn't want to shout the money in two because Nuno probably was trying to get moves of some old, older Wolves players. or. Also, you know. I just want to put it out there. Daniel Levy is now, he has blood on his hands. He's now at fault. I solely blame Daniel Levy for uh, City winning probably everything for the next five to six years. Because had he not been so stubborn and had he let Harry Kane go, they probably wouldn't be signing Erling Haaland. So that's what I'm saying. When City Ooh. win everything there is to win over Ooh. the next decade, because they've got... That's a the, big shout. The, the, the promised one, the chosen one up front. Well, I mean, I think once that transfer goes through, we'll have another field day with it and, you know, take a look at the transfer from every single angle. But I will hold Daniel Levy solely responsible. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> just before we move on to relegation, West Ham. Ooh, this lost, is a big one. They lost to Frankfurt. Deservedly. <laughs> Some would say deservedly. Okay. I've... I, Okay, put it put it this way. Playing playing wise, probably not you know cl- as clear cut. But the way they were sore losers afterwards, that that is what for me puts it, or that that that's what puts a smile on my face because, you know, you have Declan Rice as club captain, shit yelling at the referee and shouting at him and saying you know that he's corrupt and that he took a payout right after the match. I'm surprised there haven't been some massive consequences coming to him for doing that because it was well they'll probably wait to see what competition West Ham are in next year which is what I wanted to just touch on yeah because at the moment they're in seventh which is conference league qualification they can overtake United you know they've got a game in hand and a better goal difference yeah but I think something like the conference league similar to Leicester who got to the semi-finals yeah. It's that perfect opportunity to win something for a club like West Ham, who this season have been very good. But have but nothing to show for it, yeah. Have nothing to, you know, there's that situation as well where potentially Liverpool could end this season with only the Carabao Cup. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got, well, they're three points now behind City, City with three games to go. And it's difficult to see where points get dropped I mean, strange things have happened. Yeah, I was about to say, because in three games, it's still a lot. You know, three games is a, is a lot. It's, it's nine points. You know, Chelsea on their day. 
There you go. In, in, in an FA Cup final. They can all of a sudden bring it. You know, they might have been, all of a sudden Kai Havertz produces some kind of magic again. Timo Werner starts showing up all of a sudden out of the blue. Um, and Real Madrid in the Champions League is just, you know, black magic. I was about to say, Real Madrid, the Champions League should at some point be named Real Madrid's competition because it just is. Uh, it's it's insane. They they looked they they've looked to be down and out. No, I don't think anyone would have pegged them to be top favorites to win this year. Even Bayern, with you know they, the fact that they had a new manager, were probably favorited more. Yeah, and they had it. I mean, we saw the season they had in the Champions League was shit. Exactly, and we we can we can unpick Real Madrid's Champions League thing. Once we do once, our once final piece and, and things like that, but I think we should move on to the the less favourable uh, topic of relegation, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll stick with the Premier League. I'll go on then because Norwich and Watford are already down by by very very far. Yeah, by you know thirteen and twelve points respectively behind Leeds and Burnley. I was about to say that. I mean, it's it's just looking way too far for them. I mean, well, we say it's looking way too far for them. It is, but on the whole, taking the points away, Norwich and Watford that much worse than the rest of the teams in the Premier League. They are. I mean, the points do suggest it, but you know, playing wise, Norwich are definitely. Um, Watford's diff- a difficult one because they do have some good players. Um, yeah, but again, it's that the squad's just probably not good enough. You know, Norwich was everyone's pick to go down. Yeah, they're that te- they're that yo-yo team no, as you see. The, the worst thing is, you know, no disrespect to Fulham and Bournemouth fans, but we've got two yo-yo clubs coming back up again. I was about to say Fulham have gone up and down for what seems to be the better part of six years. Now. You know, well, Norwich and Fulham haven't played each other. In, in about six years, six seasons, because they keep passing each other, going up and down. That that's pretty much the most telling thing, isn't it? So so would you? I mean, take a look at this. Norwich have scored twenty two goals this season. You know, Salah has the same amount of goals as Norwich. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult because I just don't think they're a Premier League side. But then again, in the Championship, they do boss it. You know, Alexander Mitrovic for Fulham has got forty-three goals in forty-three games. That's insane. Okay, he's broken the the league record. He'll come up next season and he'll score nine because there's a, there's a different way of playing. Fulham in the in the Championship are uh, they're, they're like Man City in the Premier League. Yeah, it's constant flowing attacks. It's yeah, but that's we'll because... have most of the ball. We can do what we want in the Premier League. He is a backs to the defense striker against most of the teams in and, the Premier League, and that's just not something that he's going to be used to. You know, when he was at Newcastle, he was good, but he wasn't great. Fantastic, you know. Fulham in the Premier League, he scored goals, but he didn't score enough to keep them up. So, Billy, is it what you're saying that Mitrovic at Man City would be the top scorer in the Premier League? <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> but if they wanted to buy Mitrovic instead of Haaland, 
You you would embrace it with open arms. Yeah, of course. Fully support that. The other interesting one is, so Everton looked down and out at one point. Okay, just, just before we go, just before we go there, Norwich, players-wise, how many of those players are going to end up at top teams? Put it this way. Max Aaron's all good. You know, Bayern wanted him at one point. Yeah, but now they're getting Masrawi. I think if if the rumours that uh, Ten Hag wants a, a, a new fullback, I, I, I'd have no issue with Max Aaron's. You'd stick him in over Wambasaka? <laughs> Diogo Dallas playing over Wambasaka at the moment, and I'd put me at right back. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, just, I mean, we already knew the answer to that. I just wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Brandon Williams is a difficult one because obviously he is our player. I don't. I don't know. That does probably doesn't really count. Yeah, but I mean, Norwich got in some good players as well. Like they got, you know, okay. Vera okay, yeah. best player from the Bundesliga season where they got relegated, which isn't saying much, but in Milo Ratchitsa should have gotten a solid guy. Ratchitsa, obviously, seasons-wise, one goal and two and two uh, assists in 29 games. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's the other Bundesliga uh, face, given Kabak from... But to be, uh, to be fair, he's on loan. So Schalke, having been promoted, will probably go back to. I was about to say you just want to stay in the first first Schalke. division club. Yeah, you just want to stay at first division level as well. Billy Gilmore's a Chelsea loney. Uh, it's difficult. I think people like Sam Byron is is a good will be a good player. So will the likes of Adam Eder. And I probably Christos Zolis as well, but I think a championship season probably would do them some good. Not the t- not the team, the, the players. I mean, yeah, you know, team of Pookies. Get out, get the old boys out. <laughs> you know, playing in the Premier League with Grant Hanley. <laughs> I'm sorry, who? <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, he's been around for ages. He's he's done a lot, but. You got the uh, penalty killer, Tim Kroll. That's what I mean. Like, you know, Grant Hanley's 30 years of age. He, you know, he's, he's been at Norwich since 2017, but yeah, uh-huh. he's, he's not Premier League quality, I don't think. Which we saw that when he moved to Newcastle from Blackburn. Yeah. But the interesting one is Leeds. Because obviously Burnley every season seems to be relegation fodder. And every season they still manage to stay up. But now, now, they're tied on 34 points with uh, Leeds, as you said. They're one point behind Everton. Southampton are safe. Yeah, Saints are safe. Saints are, you know, there's, there's a lot of dissatisfaction from Saints fans around rough Hassan Hutel, but you know they're, they're safe. I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with Armando Brozia because he's on loan from Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. And he goes back. Livramento they bought, but Chelsea have a buyback option. He's injured at the moment, so they won't. They'll keep him for a summer, yeah, at least. And then interesting to see what happens with Prouty. But um, so Leeds have Chelsea, Oof. Brighton, 
and they finished their season away at Brentford. Whereas Burnley have Spurs, Ouch. Aston Villa, Ouch. and Newcastle in the last day. Also on their day, ouch. Exactly. So, I, I, you know, Burnley, I would not put it past Burnley drawing with Spurs. It's the sort of thing they've done before. Yeah, the, I mean, we know we know that against the top teams they'll perform, but it's against teams like Aston Villa, where I think they could seriously, seriously take a hit. But I can't see Leeds getting anything, maybe Brentford on the last day. So it could, much like the title, come down to the last day. Yeah, okay, but we still haven't talked about the good old Merseyside club of Everton FC. Actually, this is a disaster. I mean, yeah, okay, they beat Chelsea and they beat Leicester yesterday. But up until then, <laughs> it was an absolute shambles. You know, they, they lost that Merseyside derby and they dropped into the bottom three. I mean, if you took a look at their record in the last five games, you wouldn't say it's that bad that you've got to... They, I was about to say, three wins, a draw, and a loss. That is a solid points haul, especially considering the fact that you had United, Liverpool, and Chelsea in those last five games. Yeah, but the way they played against Chelsea, had they played like that all season, they would probably be in the top half. Yeah, but well, that's, that's a classic thing of, uh, you know, their, the consistency. Because again, you look at that, you know, a 3-2 loss to Burnley. 2-1 loss to West Ham. They scrape a win against Newcastle, which is, you know... They got battered by Spurs. They then lost to Wolves. Lost to City as well. Southampton. They did... Their last, probably... Their last really good game was probably Everton winning 3-0 against Leeds. It was just... That game at the time was meant to be massive as well. Yeah, Um, and and now it's basically they're still only one point above Leeds. But uh, who's going to tell Jesse Marsh he gets relegated at the end of the season and he doesn't get the top draft pick? (laughs) Way! Ted Lasso without the mustache. There you go. But did you... Sorry to completely deviate. Did you see what Leipzig CEO said about Jesse Marsh? No. They made a mistake in giving him the job in the first place at Leipzig. That's a big shout as well. He said, uh, he's a good coach, but he's not quite our level. They probably, I mean, they were looking probably just at the fact that, you know, taking a manager from Salzburg has worked in the past. Why not do it again? This is, it's another difficult one because Leeds, I mean, come on, you've got minus 35 on goal and it's not exactly been a massive improvement since Marsh has taken over. No, if they do go down... Marsh has his fingerprints on it. Not necessarily Marsh. I don't think... It's difficult. I don't think you can solely place the blame on Jesse. Well, no, I wouldn't solely place the blame because he did have to take over mid-season and, the, and Leeds was already a shambles by that point. And not only that, I would argue the players just aren't good enough. Because Elan Melier, yeah, okay, he's a young goalkeeper. And you know what it's like being a goalkeeper. Yeah. But he is just all over the place. Uh, Rafinha, if they go down, will leave. Calvin Phillips, if they go down, will definitely will leave. Probably leave. Patrick Bamford, arguably, it's, it's difficult. Dan James is a premier, is a championship player. I loved him when he played for us because he just never stopped running. But he's got very little end product. Rodrigo will leave. Luke Ayling. Arguably, Joe Gelhard, 
there's a lot of buzz around Joe Gelbard. Yeah. He's looked good when he's played for Leeds. I think a, ch- a season, you know, look what it did for Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham. I'd even argue Robin Koch from who, you know, the ex-Hertha player. Um, you know, can, can you see Junior, I mean, Junior Furbo is awful, but can you see a player who signed from Barcelona playing in the championship? He'll leave because he's just... Oh, 100%. He's not good enough. You know, Liam Cooper will probably stay. He's a good championship defender. He was, you know, good for them when they when they came up. There's players there that are good for the championship, but it's the players they're going to lose if they go down. I mean, Burnley. <laughs> Did you hear what uh, Mike Jackson, the one of the interim with Ben Mee, said about Maxwell Cornet? No. Nah. Uh, he said he wanted to go back to his parent club and someone at the club had to sit him down and explain to him he's not on loan. No. Oh, I read that interview. I was like, no, this is not happening. It is like something out of Ted Lasso. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I want to go back. At the end of the season, I want to go back to, to my parents. I want to go back to Leon. Someone had to sit him down and explain. It's like, buddy, Maxwell, you were bought. Bud, you live here now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's another one. If they go down, he'll leave. Josh Brownhill, if they go down, he'll leave. Uh, Tarkovsky, he's injured at the moment, but he'll probably leave. Yeah. Uh, Nick Pope wouldn't surprise me if he left. That's so many. Oh, you can't tell me he's not going to leave. No, because they they, they just paid, what was it, 25 million? The fact that a relegation club is paying 25 million. Well, they just got that from Chris Wood when he went to Newcastle. So they had the money. Yeah. But still, no, you would never see a club in Germany in the relegation zone, like in Arminia Bielefeld, shelling out 25 million. Yeah, I think at the time it was okay, we've lost our top scorer. We need to throw the kitchen sink at this. And yeah. You can't not replace your goal scorer. Oh, well. Vegas has done well. I think, similar to Mitrovic, I think he'll do quite well if he stays and they go down. Yeah, but the, the thing is, I'd argue Vegas. He knows he can do it at the top level. He has done that top level. Exactly, that's the thing. It's been a bit of an anomaly for their goals because he wasn't really clicking at Wolfsburg. Yeah, but then again, nothing was clicking at Wolfsburg. Uh, there we go. <laughs> as uh, bad as it sounds. My pick is still Leeds to go down. Uh, that's a big shout. Before we finish with who's going to go down from the Bundesliga, because there's an interesting one on who can who can get the playoff place in the second division. Yeah, but sticking with the Premier League for a bit, you I would love to see Everton go down just because it would, like, like they, they just, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve to stay up. I, I think we all would like to see Everton go down, other than Everton fans, because well, it, it's, it's the culmination of... It's also the fact that... Years of horrendously... Bad spending. Yeah. And then also getting in a Are manager in Frank Lampard, who is just not obviously even, not. Not even that. Getting in a manager in Rafa Benitez, <laughs> who clearly didn't want to be there after about the first week. They even had Ancelotti. You know, Ancelotti walked and now could potentially win the Champions League again. Just goes to show that wasn't An- Ancelotti was never the problem in everything. You know, I, I was heavily criticized 
James Rodriguez for good reason. I was about to say that. <laughs> Upped and fucked off to the Middle East. China. No, no Middle East. Middle sorry, East. that was the one. Oh, Jesus. Kind of mare there. No, it was... Uh, yeah, he, and then he and then he started crying about the fact that the uh, Qatari league didn't offer the level of play that he wanted to be at. I mean, you take a payout, live with it. Mm, so, yeah, Frank Lampard, if he does keep them up, he'll have done it by the skin of his teeth. Yeah, but I think he can probably count that as a better achievement than getting to the playoff final with Derby. Probably so just just considering what Everton have going on at the minute. So you know, taking a look at their squad. You know, Jordan Pickford's single-handedly keeping that yeah. in the Premier League. And I've been, you know, quick to criticize Jordan Pickford when he's been playing for Everton. He's never put a foot wrong for England. Fair. He's been, you know, he saved Jorginho's penalty in the Euro final. And I started to believe. But, <laughs> but you know, the penalty shootout against Colombia, yeah. World Cup 2018. Yeah. He's he made some fantastic saves, Jordan Pickford for England. And he's made, you know, that one against Chelsea, where he, he saved it down to his his right. Yeah. And then scampered across to palm it away from his left. Was ridiculous. If they do go down. It's looking increasingly like they won't. But if they did, he'd be gone. You'd have to say he probably would. There's a lot of players I think would be gone if Everton went down because, I mean, you can't tell me that they should be where they are when they've got a alone in the attacking positions. You've got Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, and Iwobi. I'd argue those are three players who aren't complete crap. Uh... I'd argue um, Alex Iwobi. Alex Iwobi, maybe, but Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison are definitely not... You know, Richarlison's got eight goals and four assists in 27 matches. It's not great, but it's not completely crap either. Mm. Calvert-Lewin, okay, he's kind of proving... He's kind of stepping on my point with his three goals and one assist, but then again, he he has been injured and he's only had 13 matches. But it's... It is a fact that, you know, they also had Donny van der Beek. Yeah, but, okay. oh. <laughs> so, as I cough out a blind rage. Yeah. <laughs> van der Beek is a weird one because they signed Donny. On loan. On loan. But then they then went and bought Deli Alley. Is the same is, position. It's the same position and has had equally as little of an impact. Donny's not been given the opportunity to... Donny van der Beek just, just seems to be in the nightmare of nightmares ever since he moved from Ajax. Roll on when Ten Hag takes over and he becomes club captain. Well, at this point, anyone in your club could be club <laughs> captain. Oh, so my, I, I'd say it's not that you're not far off. Well, should we leave the Premier League and leave my pain behind? So what are we saying? Final, final tally, Everton or Leeds? Oh, or Leeds, Burnley? Leeds. Leeds. Every day Leeds to go down. As an unbiased, oh, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> from an entertainment standpoint, you Everton want to keep Leeds in the league, and because... also from an entertainment standpoint, for the shitstorm that would be unleashed on Twitter, get fun, Everton, fun, but yeah. also, so would Leeds. 
I think Burnley fans every year just sort of slowly slip into the acceptance they're going to go down. And then they don't, and then they party. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're petting Leeds to go down. I, I, I'm saying, I'm still saying Everton will. Just going for the dark horse. For the game in hand over the parent. Yes, but... That's true. Who, who are the games they've got left? Exactly. Oh, fuck. Uh, Watford. Watford are already down. Yeah. So that's a win for forever. And Brentford are a difficult one. Crystal Palace, Palace and are Arsenal. A difficult one and Arsenal are a difficult one. So they're getting at least three more points out of those four games. Oh, here we go. Mm. We're Leeds United. We're going to get educated again. <laughs> okay, well, I'm still going to say Everton will bottle it, but uh, you probably right, Leeds will end up going down. So we'll, we'll stick to that. Bundesliga, as you said, we will take a quick look at the uh, relegation playoff spot before it's, we leave. Uh, Yeah, it's slightly more, slightly easier, I think. Because obviously Augsburg is safe. They're safe with 35, yeah. So it really is just the three of Bielefeld, Stuttgart and Hertha. But obviously Hertha can't be automatically relegated. Stuttgart... Nah, that's not a tr- That's that's not true. Yeah, it is. They're six points ahead of Bielefeld. So Hertha can't be automatically relegated. Yeah. They can slip into the relegation playoff. Barring some absolute... Well, it would have to be an 11-goal margin win from Stuttgart. Yeah. Uh, which sounds unreasonable. But, but then again... Bristol Rovers needed to win by seven goals to get promoted. You're going to die on that hill. Yeah. You're going to use they that. And won 7-0. Yes, it's a hill I will die because it's absolutely fantastic and uh, probably should be investigated by the EFL. But it is League Two. And... Box office football, mate. The EFL box office football. This is the Bundesliga. That's not going to happen. Stranger things have happened. It won't happen, but stranger things have. So it's looking like... I'd peg Bielefeld to go down right away. Again, even if um, Stuttgart lose. Stuttgart have Köln, who are already safe in European football. It would have to be a 7-0. Between the two games of Bielefeld and Stuttgart, it would have to be a seven-goal difference for them to be... Yeah. yeah, and Stuttgart aren't losing by that much to Köln. Köln don't, or Köln already have European places safe. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they can go up a place if Union lose, but... When you won't have Bochum? At this point, you know... Bochum are basically just happy that they stayed up. Well, I mean, you've got, you've got European football. Let's just, you know, party. Yeah. The interesting one is from... Hertha are playing Dortmund. From uh, Bundesliga 2. Yeah. Because... Uh, there is everything to play for on that one because they have one match left. Sao Paulo can't really get it, barring again. Yeah, Zang Pauli, at, Sa- at least, at least uh, Zang Pauli have uh, have have a goal difference that already rules them out. Yeah, that would be a was an eighteen goal swing involving Nine. Hamburg and Darmstadt both losing. Exactly. Uh, Hamburg, no, Zang Pauli, Zang Pauli are more or less. Done for. So it basically comes down to Hamburg versus uh, Hans on Rostock. Yeah, and Darmstadt have the <laughs> they, they just got they did they just got unlucky with that one because they got sixth place Paderborn, who aren't that bad considering. And you know they need the seven they need 
that they need to get up from 57 if they want to have any chance. And the worst bit is, Brim, they would have to lose for either of these two teams to even, you know, come into question for the, for the direct promotion. So it is really just a fight between... I mean, I, I want to say it's a fight between Hamburg and Darmstadt for the relegation playoff spot. Um, but then again, you know, Bremen have Jan Regensburg on the last day. They are 13th. Barring Bremen just completely bottle it, they still have a chance to stay up because, you know, they already have 60 points. But if it came down to the fact that uh, it's a three-way tri- a three-way tie between uh, Bremen, Hamburg, and Darmstadt on 60, Bremen don't come out of that looking too good because their goal difference is, is the worst out of those three. Yeah, Hamburg. In the, 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 the second at the moment, there could be a position where they don't even get playoff places. Exactly. So if I, that's the thing. It could be one of three clubs, and given the rivalry between Brim and Hamburg as well, <laughs> that's insane. I want Hamburg back in. Why? They'll just be cannon fodder and they'll go back down. They're the worst run I club ever. I like Hamburg. Hakan Shalanoglu and Rafael van der Vaart. Jesus I'm Christ. I live in the past. Yeah. So uh, to wrap it up. To wrap it up, uh, the, the playoff for relegation is the most backwards thing in Europe's top five leagues. And uh, I hope that it's uh, Schalke, Bremen and Hamburg. I don't want Stuttgart. Stuttgart, if, if you're going to be that bad all season, you deserve to be that. Okay, so you're saying, so you'd peg Hamburg to win against Stuttgart in the relegation playoff spot. Yes. And you're saying Bielefeld is going down right away. Yes. I'll back you on that, but I don't think Hamburg would win the relegation playoff spot. This is why it's unfair, but we'll let you guys decide. Let us know what you think of the Bundesliga relegation playoff. Is it backwards or is it uh, another form of entertainment? And also, don't forget to have a war in the comment section about who is actually going to go down in both leagues. We may be just chatting shit, but, uh, you know, go for it. Have a little keyboard war there. But... Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to AT Sports News on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're bringing you the latest news from the footballing world, transfer rumors included. And also, don't forget to look at our previous episodes and keep your eyes peeled also over the summer for episodes concerning the transfer window on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And as always... For the last time for the foreseeable future, at least, together in one room. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Keep calm and love the beautiful game.